Hello to you all. My name is Emmanuel. I serve here as a curate in Christ Church, Subbiton Hill. It's good to see those of you here in the church today and also want to extend my welcome to those who are listening online. Today's sermon is the third in our series on singing from the heart. And some 143 had been beautifully sang out to us today. Weariness. 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 I wonder if you can consider with me the experience of an athlete after hours and several kilometers of running under very harsh conditions, tired body, aching muscles, weariness in the mind, and of course the body sets in. The long distance runner feels like giving up the marathon. Then as he staggered on, a strange thing happened. He began to speed up. He gained strength as he felt the finish line draw nearer. The final kilometers were probably his fastest of the entire day. That is puzzling, isn't it? If tired muscles and depleted energy stores are what slow you down during a marathon, then how is the athlete able to speed up at the end when he should be most tired and depleted? Shall I pray for us? Father, we thank you for the gift of the Bible. Teach us your word and help us to understand your unfailing love. In Christ's name, amen. In his weariness, David sought relief from God. David was under extreme condition. His emotions were raw. He was open with his feelings before God. He felt pursued and crushed by the enemy. He was in darkness. Like a dead man, he felt numb, verse 3. He experienced the paralysis of fear. My spirit grows faint. Stress, distress, and troubles multiplied, verse 11. Mentally depressed, he cried out, My soul fails, verse 7. David had reached the end of the line, and like that long-distance runner, there was no more reserve, no resources left in David. He was weary. We can relate to David's experience, I'm sure, through our own experience of the pandemic and lockdown. 
some are, some are physically tired and emotionally drained. Haven't walked long hours at home. Some were also required to teach their children. It was relentless. For some, isolation and loneliness, separation from loved ones. Grandparents couldn't see their children. Grandchildren couldn't help. We could not be in church. There was no communion throughout. Fear, anxiety about becoming ill with the virus, feeling depressed, grieving the loss of family and friends. Some of us know somebody, if you are not even directly related to that person who has, whose life had been claimed by this terrible virus. For some family breakup, from my work perspective, I can validate that a lot of people are struggling with these conditions that we have listed. The pandemic has been like a marathon, except, of course, we do not have any predetermined endpoint. In his weariness, David sought relief from God. Listen to my cry for mercy. Verse 1, he was a desperate man under extreme pressure. But he did something which is strange. Verse 5 tells us that he remembers the days of long ago. What were these days all about? I believe as he meditated on God's words, he shifts his focus from his own bad experiences and circumstances to God. In order to move forward, he recalls God's work in creation, in choosing a nation called Israel, in rescuing that nation from bondage in Egypt, taking them across the Red Sea on dry land. He also remembered how God chose him the least of Jesse's sons, the one who wasn't even reckoned with initially to be king. But like, like all of us, all humanity, David knows that no one living is righteous or blameless before God, verse 2. So he appeals to God's mercy to God's faithfulness and righteousness, verse 1, and to God's unfailing love, verse 8, verse 12. He prays in God's name's sake. David also looks ahead from verse 7 to 10. As he spreads out his hands to God, he cries, I thirst for you, like a patched land, verse 6. Can you imagine how patched that marathon runner would have been as he approached the finishing line? Longing for a drink 
But here David was talking about a deeper thirst and the greatest desire of humankind. To satisfy that desire, we sadly take, tend to look for it in the wrong place or in the wrong things. Activities which do not give long-lasting satisfaction. That once-in-a-lifetime vacation, addiction to drugs, alcohol, porn, sex, this fail to give us the satisfaction we crave for. But David took his weariness to God. Following his example, we must come to God with our own weariness, with the urgency it demands, verse 7. And trust in God that in the morning, his new mercies we may see. David believed that weeping may indeed last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalm 30, verse 5. In times like this, therefore, we need to consider also some practical things that we can do that can help us, such as taking a holiday. Yes, it's important. Taking time to read those books, gathering dust on the shelf, because we have been so busy. We have not had time. Watching those movies you have paid for but have not enjoyed watching yet. If you're feeling anxious or depressed, please get professional help from your doctor. There are excellent materials online. Get praying with brothers and sisters in our church family. With those in your activity, or small group or home group. David took his thirst to God. Listen to this important invitation. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water would flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. The water which satisfies our thirst is the Holy Spirit who draws us into God he fills us, he sustains us, he transforms us, he comforts us, and also leads us on level ground like David prayed. David said, may your good spirit lead me on level ground that I may not stumble. Rescue me from my enemies, for I hide myself in you, verse nine. David did not only look forward 
to survival, but to revival and to a transforming relationship with God. We consider the athlete again. We know that what limits endurance is in the head, but at that point when he could have given up, he drew strength from a well deep in his spirit and was able to complete the race strong. David desired to enter into deeper relationship with God. Show me the way, he says, verse 8, meaning the destiny he should follow. In the New Testament, we understand that the way is a person. <laughs> Jesus declared that I am the way. Through him, we come to the Father. Through his blood, we receive the gift of forgiveness for our wrongdoings, for our sins. Have you experienced forgiveness? And the new life Jesus gives? Have you opened your heart to him? David prayed, teach me to do your will. Ask him to do God's priorities. Pursuing God's goals, not his. It was not a self-centered prayer. And just some moments ago, Christ re-echoed in his teaching to us in the Lord's Prayer when he said to us that we should pray that the will of the Father will be done on earth. Brothers and sisters, we must not give in to weariness. Trust in the redemption provided in Christ. I dare say to you that our enemies do not have the last say. Neither does the coronavirus nor any other virus for that matter. Christ faced his own battles for us. The Bible tells us he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. It's done. It's done. In his weariness, David declared, I have put my trust in you. For to you I entrust my life. Verse 8. On the cross, Christ destroyed all our enemies. When he said it is finished. Christ, our Redeemer, is not only the Alpha, but he is also the Omega. And he has the last say. Even if your current struggles do not completely get resolved on this side of eternity, one day, one day when we cross over, we shall enter eternal rest. Rest from the attack of the enemy. We shall be in a place where there will be no more sickness. 
No more lockdown. No more isolation. No more loneliness. No more anxiety or fear. No more depression. No more death. Because we would at that point be united finally with our Redeemer in communion. Never again to be separated from one another and from him. Hallelujah. In a moment, Emma and her team will be leading us in time of reflection. And may I invite you, wherever you are in the spectrum of this weariness, to take time to think about what you have heard today and what God is saying to you. You may want to assume any posture. Just beware of those close to you. Please don't knock somebody out, you know. As, but you may kneel. You may lie flat on the floor. You may just stand. Just think about and respond to what God is saying to you.